Gavin mm -hmm. himself, or visit cfcr.ca on the web. Bunny hug hoodie. Well, there's a whole bunch of bunny hug hoodie conversation that we could have. Welcome to Civically Speaking. I'm your host, Lenore Swiston, and we are on um, CFCR, which you can get online or you can get uh, by the good old dial on FM dial 90.5. I am recording tonight and hopefully going to have it up in a podcast. So uh, you may hear, I mean, it's, it's, it's the quality of the quality of a phone that's recording right now, but this is what we're going to be doing. So we are going into Valentine's Day, and in Valentine's Day, of course, always goes together with politics, doesn't it? Of okay, course. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Like, is there any other yeah, association? Is, is there any other association? And with me, I have in studio a fabulous uh, collective of women um, that are going to be chatting about what the heck is in the news. And I think we've got one big focus to start with already. And so you guys want to just start by introducing. We'll uh, start over here. Um, on my left, of course, you're on the air, so you're not going to hear any of this or know any of this. Well, you'll hear it, but you won't see it. But let's start over here. Introduce yourself, guys. And one word that comes to mind as we start the show, the Saskatoon view is what we're going to call ourselves for now, or voice or something like that. Oh, I hate going first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hillary. I'm on Twitter at the other Hillary. Um, I watch politics occasionally and know a bit about Saskatoon. There you go. Hey, I'm Wendy. I show up periodically and have random, random ramblings, and um, yeah, I, that's about all I offer. There you go. I'm Pat, <laughs> and I can't think of anything. No, no, no word comes to no mind words. right now. It's bloody cold out there. There you go. It is cold out there. I feel there. like a heroine. For That's, getting here. I, I, and thank you. You need heroin to get here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's <Wendy>. true. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is on a day when Cha El Chapo is, is convicted for life. That's true, which wow. is interesting. We'll see how... We'll see I'm how, sure I'm related to him somehow. <laughs> no. Okay. And our last guest. <laughs> and Jasper. And I think we all came in here prepared to talk about municipal politics and buses and all these things. And mm -hmm. that agenda got completely busted by... By? Who wants by to be Jody the... Jody wilson Rabel. Okay. And so for those that are tuning in, what are we learning about this all? Go for it, Sam. So, uh, Jody wilson Raybould was the federal justice minister and attorney general. And a story broke on the Globe and Mail last week that said that in that said that in um, a major case involving SNC Lavalin, uh, a bribery case that was dealing with Libya and Muammar Gaddafi and some executives who were paying bribes there, a bunch of them have gone to jail. Um, it seems that what the allegation was was that the PM, uh, or Justin Trudeau, or the PMOs and the staff had leaned on the Attorney General to try to have uh, a different kind of prosecution, a different model than, than, um, that has been developed in a few countries in the last few years, whereby instead of actually going to a big trial, the company would, this is only for big companies, and they would uh, admit that they were wrong, fire all the people that did wrong, pay any of the money that they had made on the thing, plus a great big fine, and then the whole thing goes away and they can avoid going to court and having a kind of mark on their reputation. So that was that was the situation last week. 
Okay, so then what happened? Let's 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 tell the story in sequence here somewhat. <laughs> how how what, what happened next? Well, uh, our prime minister uh, stood up and made a a statement that many people felt was uh, carefully parsed and uh, probably scripted by Gerald Butts. Uh, from the uh, Prime Minister's office, saying that he did not directly have any conversations. Uh, and people thought that that was just a little bit suspect, the, the wording thereof. Um, I'm not so sure that it was, but you don't want opinions right now, you just want facts, so... Well, we can we can go to opinions if we want to, but I think that is the case. Okay, Wendy, what would you add to that? Anything to add to that? I feel I feel like what the, what they're trying to do is just shift things around so nobody's really responsible and nobody's really punished, and we just kind of pay some money and make it go away. And the danger of that is that it start, it starts to set a, a dangerous precedent on on what's reasonable. Um, Responsibility for doing something that's just blatantly wrong, right? So, and let's not forget too that that SNC Lavalin has a presence here in Saskatoon. Uh, there are many big engineering firms all across Canada, but SNC Lavalin is probably the biggest of the big, the mm-hmm. cr- cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, Quebec politics mixed in there. Yes, and they're their largest. Um they're centered in Quebec, and so you can never, you can you can never forget the Quebec angle on any kind of federal question that comes up. But there's a few more details. Maybe uh, we should hear them from Hillary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been following this very closely at all, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to toss it back to one of you guys. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I think I think the thing of it is is that there's a whole bunch of issues that are going on here. Mm-hmm. And so you've got an issue around an engineering firm that does way more than engineering. And then you have the case that there was somebody that used to be a justice minister that's no longer a justice minister mm-hmm. that resigned today without any reason given within her resignation for why she resigned, other than she said, oh, I hired a lawyer. He happened to be somebody on the Supreme Court. And, and let's not forget the other issue is that Jody Wilson-Rabel is a First Nations woman and uh, formerly quite a, um, a I, I'm not sure if well-respected, popular, a, a fairly outspoken chief in British Columbia. And then there's also a by-election, a federal by-election going on in BC right now with the uh, current... NDP uh, federal leader running desperately to get a seat and who knows if he's going to get in uh, but I would think given given the political furor that there is right now that this probably gives Singh the bounce and he's going to be, he will have a seat which is going to be interesting to see kind of how this plays out as we go into. I mean, the first one in the queue coming up in terms of our sequel of elections coming up, 2019 this fall, is the federal election. So there was somebody that looked pretty gleeful when he was speaking to the media today. His name was Andrew Shear. Janet, you want to pipe in here? Yeah, they're as happy as can be. There's a federal election expected this fall. They've been looking for, the Conservatives have been looking for... Um, some good issues that they can 
turn some negativity onto um, onto uh, the Liberal government, and this is a big one, and it resonates quite widely. You know, I was sitting with some lawyers, and they were they're pretty upset about it. Uh, you know, I think the background is that that the Attorney General, even though they're a member of Cabinet, they are supposed to be independent. So you're not supposed to pressure them to go one way or another, whole thing of separation of, uh, the, of the legal system and politics. Um, and so the implication that they would have been pressured is actually quite a serious, it's a very serious allegation. Uh, once you kind of dig below some of the layers of that, there's, there's a few other... Um, questions around the Attorney General um, isn't actually the person who makes that call, it's the Director of Public Prosecutions that does, and they work for the Attorney General, so, you know, can you have a conversation with the AG, but they, if they don't tell the, the Director of Public Prosecutions what to do, so there's, a, there's um, once you go below, below the headline, there is complexity there for sure. And I think that's really important, because I don't think that is coming out at all in the public story. Uh, it seems to be like, was Wilson Rabo uh, dissatisfied or unhappy or not a good AG or whatever? Was she demoted to Veterans Affairs? And nobody's talking about the fact that regardless of what kinds of discussions there would have been around the cabinet table or regardless of what discussions Justin Trudeau might have had directly with her, she couldn't influence it anyway. It's the Director of Public Prosecutions. But, you know, this is Canadian federal politics. It's really screwy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's one way of putting it. Hillary, jumping in here, kind of what's your perception? Like, you're coming into it from the outside, going, okay, all of a sudden I'm looking at my Twitter feed. What the heck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, have a bunch of, I have a bunch of words muted so I can actually look at Twitter these days. <laughs> Unfortunately, SNC level, and it was not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I've learned over the last two years or so is that you really need to wait with these stories. Like there's a whole there's a whole rush, and everybody jumps on it, and then it's forgotten. But something like this, like a scandal or a purported scandal, it takes a long time to unwind, and we know that in Saskatchewan, you know, and elsewhere. But I don't. I think it's really too early. In some cases, and but unfortunately, it's going to have an effect whether the out, whether we know the outcome or not. So, yeah, no, thank so you. For Especially when there's there's so many vested interests in amplifying the worst parts of it, and those are certainly going to have their their voice all the way through. But I think you're right. There's still a lot of unknowns. Um, we haven't heard either Judy Wilson Raybould or the Prime Minister tell the inside story because um, they're both citing attorney-client privilege and I've been trying to understand a bit more about that so uh, apparently if you you if you uh, wave one part of it you're actually waving a whole bunch of other parts of it for uh, ongoing lawsuits and so it's not quite as simple as saying you know let her t- let her speak uh, again there, there's complexities that just just need to play out a little bit more before we're really going to get the full picture. Mm-hmm. Wendy, any other thoughts on this? Well, um, I, I think that it's very easy to jump on a bandwagon with everything and say, this person's wrong, look at the things that they've said in the past, look at, you know, 
the feeling that comes when you when you see this stuff, right? We're, we're by nature we tend to take a visceral response to anything that seems like a deception or um, you know somebody's getting away with something they shouldn't. Um, what I think happens is that we don't wait for the details, we don't have the patience, and so we've already, in a lot of ways, I think um, people like Andrew Shear can come and push the envelope and have you make up your mind about stuff before you even know what's going on. Yeah, no, I mean, it, right. it, it, and we shouldn't forget that we are we're living in probably the most conservative province in all of Canada, and. Um, we have a, a media, uh, particularly print media, I'm going to refer to right now, that seems to be seems to really be pushing for uh, Andrew Scheer to to become the next prime minister. I, I was I was absolutely stunned and totally irritated. I won't use the the two letters that would probably more describe it, but one starts with P. <laughs> When yesterday the um, the editorial space of the Star Phoenix, and I say the editorial space, not just on the editorial page where you get opinion uh, uh, comments from members of the public, but the editorial space was given over to Andrew Shear to go on and on and on. Uh, just basically uh, lambasting uh, Trudeau. So uh, there's politics within politics within politics being played out in this. I guess one other point I would like to make mm. is that you have to wonder what's going to happen now with Ralph Goodale, the uh, longest serving, the only uh, liberal MP in Saskatchewan. And uh, this will, he's been doing a relatively good job as the Minister of Public Safety. Uh, but will he survive this? Yeah, this is interesting. Anyone want to jump in on that one? Is it, um, any thoughts on that, Janice? I mean, my understanding is that, that he's pretty safe on his own for as long as he wants to stay there. But this, the day that he steps down, you know, there's, there's just not a lot of coattails. Um, behind for anybody else to ride on, so right, he, he runs it like nothing. King Ralph, a little bit, right? And so uh, it's never played out into other seats that have been leveraged in the province, uh, despite like, you know, Trudeau's visit here what seven times in the last year. We read in Murray Mandrick's column, and um, so you know there, maybe there's some idea that there might be a northern seat, but really at this point. Um, yeah, liberals in Saskatchewan. There's not. There's not a lot. Uh, despite what twenty four plus percent in the last federal election um, of widespread vote, but it's so dispersed that it really never amounts to anything. It, it's it's such a it's such an interesting thing, and I appreciate Hillary what you were saying and and Wendy over here in terms of and for those folks that are just tuning in, this is civically speaking, and I've got the whole Saskatoon Voice panel here with Janice Braden, Pat Lorray, Wendy Cooper, and and Hillary. Hillary, I will just say other Hillary. We don't use your last name. Have you noticed that? Very discreet there. But I think the whole point when we're talking about this whole recent kind of announcement on Jody Wilson Raybould, I mean it, it's been in the media, in the media, in the media, in the media. It's kind of been that top 
story leaked by the Globe and Mail and all this sort of stuff. So I just want to read a couple of headlines and get kind of your, your response because one, Janice, that you had pointed to, Canada, the show. Paul Wells, right? Like within seconds almost of that release, there's Paul online saying, you thought this government was about family benefits and boil water uh, advisories? The Lavalin Affair offers a glimpse of the real uh, so um, Canada. And so that's really interesting. Then another thing, nine subtle and not so uh, signals in Jody Wilson Rabo's resignation letters. And so the nine were it's undermining timing. Who is thanked? Who is not thanked? Who is honored? Um, speculation. Um, the covert slam of real change. She knows a heavy hitter lawyer is needed and has retained one. Homage is paid to her indigenous roots. A, centra, a reminder of the central role she formerly played within the government, and she's her, ununifi, her unified rallying cry for the future intimidates one is needed. So, I mean, it's just, it's interesting, right? Like these things that are coming across the media. So if you're out there in the Joblo public, in Jolene public, what do you, how do you even process this? And here we are. I think this is like the trigger of silly season. I really think, and there's, there is a thought out there that who leaked it, including the Attorney General herself, has been pointed to as one of the leaks. That's not my opinion, by the way, but that is something that's out there. Yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's the kind of issue where um, a little bit is known, and so everybody can have a hot take, yeah. and they all look right. And, yeah. you know, I think there's been some missteps by the federal government, I think, uh, a lot of the media don't like that they've been handled and um, that they're fed a particular line, and so. But wait a minute, we have to deal with Premier Shear, <laughs> Prime Minister Shear. Well, are you go, like, and, and Pat, do you think that, that, that this is really driving, that this could have that leverage all the way into fall? Do you think this story could carry to I fall, guys? I think they certainly will try to carry it out to the fall. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, you know, the Globe and Mail loves to have an exclusive, and the Globe and Mail's feeling pretty proud of themselves right now. And there are so many layers. This is mm-hmm. a, a really stinky, uh, tear-making onion. So, uh, yeah, I think it will be, it will carry out. And, and I think that uh, if Trudeau wants to keep his job, he's going to have to budge away from sunny ways and... Uh, Figure out how to how to deal with this in in uh, certainly in a much more transparent and also clever way than he has done to date. Wendy and Hillary, anything to add to that? Um, I I think that like any politician um, that is looking for a significant role, um, Andrew Shearer is is going to like set the blood in the water and. He's not the only one. And if enough momentum is caused from it, and I think there's a lot of room for momentum, we're going to see a lot of a lot of stuff coming out that may or may not be relevant, and it may just in, in terms of trying to sway the public. And I think that if they want to deal with it in a way that doesn't have a really bad backlash then they're going to have to be a lot more open with the information on, on what's happening and why it's happening and why the decisions were made because we don't like being in the dark and we don't like feeling like they're trying to pull one over. And if you're in a position to say, look, they're lying, well, people are going to jump all over that. And 
the comment that I've heard is that, you know, it's another Trudeau government. The West has never felt represented well under that. And so it, I think that you're going to see a lot of people really resenting what's going on. Hmm. Interesting. Hillary, anything to add to that? Oh, I'm dreading silly season. <laughs> yeah, I think it's here. And especially with, like, what's been happening in the States. We see increasing... Like we like to talk about, oh, we need to know the facts and what's happening. And what we see from the states is that the facts doesn't matter anymore. And if you have enough nerve, it's it's the trunchbull effect from Matilda. If you have enough nerve, you can get away with anything. You just go to eleven, and you get away with it because people will not believe that you are actually going that far. So yeah, people yeah. like people like to think that people are basically good even though some of the evidence would indicate otherwise. And uh, I don't know that we're necessarily right now putting enough spotlight on Andrew Scheer, for instance. Uh, let's not forget that he was, I believe, the executive assistant, Janice, do you know, uh, for Dick Spencer? Uh, I think so. And we all know how that worked out. So, yeah. I want to I want to switch this up a bit, and I haven't given you any heads up on this, so I just want to try Yay. this because it was in the paper today, and just get your response to because at our own provincial level right now, there's a story that's come up. There's a couple of stories, but one is around Brandt and the whole fact of when information was released around a development in Wascana Park. Now, have any of you been following that story a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so so your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, we you know, we, we look at the, the global, you know, the whole trade um, kind of center and that, and there was a focus there, and now a reporter out of the CBC has now shone a light on Wascana and said there's there was some evidence of, of um, you know, coming out and, and saying that there was information in terms of a concept plan that had been approved before um, the timeline that, that I think people had known. Any thoughts on that? I think my, my position on the Sask Party that I've arrived at is that you can never be sure whose interests they're really following because... They are so tied into corporate interests. Um, it's begging for um, donation laws because they accept so much from Brandt, they accept so much from oil and gas companies that when any kind of statement that they make, really, is it Saskatchewan's best interests at heart? Is it the interests of places like Regina, which loves Wascana Park, to have an office building built, an enormous office building, built in what is a sacred public space, revered public space. And, and again, uh, you know, there's a, a, a folk saying that all politics are local, and uh, it seems like the Sask Party politicians have got down to Regina, and that's their local backyard. So they're going to muck around in it, and I don't think they're paying attention to the voices of the people being the Regina citizens. Uh, going in and plundering Wascana Park like that is uh, we would not we would not put up with that if the MVA Mewasan Valley Authority tried to do similar thing here in, in Saskatoon and uh, I mean oh, 
I, don't even get me started on the <laughs> old gather coal site. <laughs> don't get me started on that one. <laughs> Let's be real there. <laughs> I mean, I, there's all kinds of things, but I, you know, when I just you, wonder how many birds are going to get killed on, uh, with all that glass well, on the on the office tower. Well, there's a lot of glass here too. <laughs> so, um, Wendy and Hillary, anything to add on kind of the whole Brant thing? Any any kind of observations on that? It's the lack of care and attention to to what the what Regina would like or need or you know any time that I've been there we've driven around Roscana Park we always like to take in the sights when we would go to Regina and there's always people there mm-hmm. you you go walking there's families there's you know there's lots of wildlife right and it just seems like and lots of green poo lots, from the geese so <laughs> lots of green poo from, yeah you have to watch for poo. That's important, but but the point is, is that there's people there, and they don't have very much space that is so well loved. They have a lot of a lot of cement everywhere. You drive into the city, and it's cement greets you right away. And this is one of the few places there that I think are pretty. And you know, why take away that? Why take away a small piece of beauty from from a city that, you know. We we go there because we have to, mm-hmm. you know. In our in in the Saskatoon mentality is I had to go to Regina. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, you know. <laughs> and uh, I said that today. <laughs> this is community radio, ninety point five in Saskatoon. My, my empathy to really local, really <laughs> local, crazy. I have empathy for my Regina friends. <laughs> Hil- Hillary, anything to add? Uh-oh. We need more journalists in Saskatchewan. Well, I mean, I mean, something that I one of the reasons I threw it out is there's parallels to the story. There's a large corporation. There's a process that's rolled in or changed because we went from the, the kind of like the, the the urban park system to a provincial capital uh, commission. So you have a whole switch of a process there, and then you have a, a, the entertainment of a new development. And then the public not being aware of what that, how that maybe that process has changed. There'd be only so many in the know. And then who's in the know and who's not in the know. And then what's being amplified in the media. So I, I just, I find also, those... Also being rushed. Yeah, well, and that's, that's the other thing. It's the same thing that happened with the SNC-Lavalin uh, issue. Because the federal government rushed in this uh, deferred prosecution, deferred... Just a sec, I'm blanking on the words. The DPP mm-hmm. deferred this prosecution. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They they That's rushed right. that in yeah. and uh, you know, they've they've tried to correct it with the with the latest omnibus bill that they put in, uh, which nobody of course is paying attention to. But so there are so many parallels. Which is interesting. I mean, we're right in the last seconds of this program. So I just want to take the last little bit of this program and go, what do you think that we need to be looking at on the horizon? What's an issue for yourself that you've been watching that you think we need to put out there? And when we get back next together next month, let's, let's follow up on that. But what's another issue that we need to be kind of taking a look at at that provincial national um, horizon? Well, I'm going to be keeping an eye on the provincial government. You know, they're doing oil rallies. They're aligning with Ontario and now New Brunswick, uh, taking a different kind of role against the federal um, center than we've seen before. Pat? But coupled with that is uh, a decline in the uh, uh, New Democratic Party. Uh, 
federally and I would suggest also provincially. Mm-hmm. So you don't know where that's going to go and and how it will all play out. Mm-hmm. Wendy, for yourself, thank you. Um, like, it, it, we didn't bring it up tonight, but there was um, the one where they didn't want women wearing the hedgie, right? And the, the we're now trying to legislate things because there's such an influx of immigrants and we're not comfortable with it. And I'm curious about that because I am an immigrant and I don't like to see these things kind of coming in and, and clamping down on them. And I'm curious to see how they're going to respond to that. There's a lot of stuff happening and, you know, I, I, I want to see them come up with something that's a lot more fair and a lot less oppressive. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Hillary, for you? Three words, National Farm Care Program. Interesting. <laughs> when it'll, yeah, and, and are you predicting somebody's going to be announcing that? Oh, I don't think anybody's talking about it, but I think we should. Yeah, I have, a, I have my sensibilities. That's going to be the number one plank the Liberal government will be running on that they'll be announcing very shortly because they're going to want to divert the attention from they this pretty quickly. News. They need the some good news. the last bit of socialism that we don't have in this country. Yeah, it? yeah, it'll be really interesting. So we didn't cover Trump today. We didn't cover our locals. Oh, so thank you. Next, <laughs> yeah, so next, I thought the description <laughs> of him by Spike Lee Jones as aged orange was beautiful. <laughs> there you go. So next week, folks, we've got, uh, or I should say next show up is the USSU show, and we will be back next month. Thank you to uh, my colleagues here, Janice Braden, Pat Laurie, Wendy Cooper, and Hillary, other Hillary, as we like (laughs) to call her, and as she is the tweetable one. So take care, everybody. Stay warm out there. It's cold out there still. Fun. My time is fun.